Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Wednesday edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having a fantastic middle point of your week. Odds are you're probably better at your job than Joe Biden is at his, no matter what you do for a living. And that is where we begin today. A new high in inflation in the Biden regime. 7% announced early this morning. That is the highest since 1982. We also have reaction to the speech that Joe Biden gave in the state of Georgia. And a question that is lingering out there. What has Biden done well? You know, it's it's amazing, Clay, to see how Joe Biden at this stage has already transferred from the guy who is supposed to be uniting the country. I mean, there's been this massive transition of the initial promise of Joe Biden, and that is that he was supposed to be a moderate kind of bulwark against the craziest on the left. Now he's running around making references to clearly tie Republicans to uh, to George Wallace, to Jefferson Davis, to it's it's absolutely nuts what's going on. And it just goes to show you it was all a fraud. I mean, that this notion of cuddly old Joe was a fraud. There's no doubt. Total fraud. And I believe we have a cut to your point. Jefferson Davis. This is how far back Joe Biden is going now to try to make these historical analogies. Listen to what he said yesterday in Georgia. To protect our democracy, I support changing the Senate rules. Whichever way they need to be changed to prevent a minority of senators from blocking action on voting rights. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? 
Do you want to be the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. Can I just say? I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, Clay, here you have a guy who is going along with this Democrat pretense that it's the 1960s and they're the good guys. That, that, that's essentially what this is. They, they've created this narrative of we're in a new civil rights movement. Meanwhile, they, they look at these different states where they say there's voter suppression and the data shows all time high African-American turnout, for example, in the Carolinas or you look at what's going on in Georgia right now. But they claim there's a a Republican campaign of racist voter suppression. They they throw everything in together now with the insurrection is somehow tied to the assault on our democracy, which then somehow turns into to protect our democracy we need ballot harvesting and no voter ID. That's really what this is all about. Change the election rules at the federal level, ram it down all the states' throats so that they can win elections that they would otherwise lose. That's what this really means. I think the panic that sets in in the aftermath of 2020 was Buck. They threw everything they could at Donald Trump. They had Twitter and Facebook suppressing actual news. They had all sorts of brand new rules because of the pandemic for mail voting, for absentee voting. And even with all those changes, Buck, they won by 20,000 votes. People changed 20,000 of their opinions, right? 10,000 voters in Georgia, 10,000 voters in Arizona, 20,000 voters in Wisconsin, and the election is flipped. So if 20,000 people change their mind, that's basically one NHL or one NBA arena in a country that has a hundred, you know, 150 million plus voting. That's how close they were to losing, even with an election taking place in the middle of COVID. And to me, this speech that Biden gave in Georgia yesterday represents a fundamental inability to figure out what he's going to be able to do even before he loses his majority in the House and in the Senate. Because, Buck, this vote the votes are not there even if they needed 50 votes because already Manchin and Cinema have said they're not going to do it. You've got Shaheen in New Hampshire who doesn't really want to change the rules. You've got Montana Senator uh, Baucus, I believe, who doesn't want to change the rules. And Mark Kelly, who is the other senator in Arizona, doesn't really want to change the rules either. So you've got at least four or five Democrats that are opposed to changing the rule on the filibuster as well. Right. So it's not even just an issue of do they have the votes for this legislation? And there are different versions of it, right? There is the Freedom to Vote Act, which is the huge federalization of elections, or the For the People Act, essentially two versions of the same thing with different titles. Then there's the the smaller John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which is the one they're talking about, where they're very much focusing in on this. This is the 1960s all over again. This is about civil rights heroes. And it's actually about, you know, preclearance for uh, for states going to the federal government before they could even move a, pool, a polling place because of what had been the 1970s, uh, the 1970s based restrictions, right, that they used for preclearance before that got struck down by the Supreme Court. So now they want to reinstitute that through legislation, right? They changed what was in the Voting Rights Act because it didn't make sense anymore. But, Clay, to your point about, I mean, we're, we're getting all down deep into this analysis of it. This is really just a Republicans are racist campaign. That's it. 
They're not going to actually, they're not going to change the filibuster. It's not going to happen. So they want to give big speeches where it's Republicans or racist to get base turnout in the midterms for the Democrats. And I don't even think that works anymore. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe there is a large segment of the population that is going to turn their head the minute that somebody says everything is racist, which is basically the foundation right now of the entire Democratic Party. But I think we're at a boy who cried wolf scenario, Buck, where when you yell it so many times and we've had so many clear non-racial related issues, whether it's Jussie Smollett, uh, whether it's, you know, insert different hate crime that has been blown up by the media and then in your local jurisdictions at a college or a high school, the investigation actually occurs and it's not actually a hate crime. I think the Democrats have have gotten to the boy who cried wolf scenario where screaming everything is racist really just draws attention to the fact that they don't have any underlying plan here. And look, we don't think Build Back Better can get passed. We do, we know that their votes are not there to change the filibuster. What is Congress going to do with Biden for the rest of this year? Because we know by May or June, they're going to shut down effectively and let everybody go home and campaign. 26 Democrats have already decided they're not going to run for re-election, which is a strong sign in the House that they anticipate that they're going to get walloped to there. I just I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss because we, we talk about this existential question. It's a big picture question. What can Biden point to and say is better than a year ago when he took over, Buck? And the more I think about it, the only thing I think he can argue is that the stock market is up. But that's really a function of just pouring trillions of dollars right. into into the marketplace. Everyone understands that right now, if you, you put $100 in the bank and you leave it there for a year, even in a high-yield savings account, you're losing 7%. You're losing money every year. Yeah. So this is why people are piling money and money, you know, and more money into the stock market and, e- and ETFs and, and mutual funds because otherwise they're – forget about yield. You're actually just – trying to keep even with inflation right Stay now. Stay above water. You know, if, if someone could guarantee you 7% a year, Bernie Madoff, just to keep this in context, was guaranteeing everybody, as we know, based on a Ponzi scheme, 10% a year. Just think about that. Every year, 10%. Every year, 10%. You're losing 7% now just based upon inflation. And this is the Biden economy that we're dealing with. And, Clay, there's also so much of this that's just cause and effect. People should remember now who was pushing for defund the police, the undermining of law enforcement, and who who supports progressive prosecutors in major cities? The Democrat Party. Who wanted to pay people as long as possible, as often as possible, as many of them as they could all across the country to stay home? While some people were working during COVID, there were a lot of other people who were being told to stay home. As we know, there was no the whole stay home thing was a terrible idea. But you know, they piled all this money up that they were spending, trillions and trillions of dollars in additional spending, and we have inflation. I mean, you look at all these decisions that have been made by the Biden regime, the Democrats around him. I think we have to call it the regime because it really is the advisors. Like, I think the, you know, the mayor of the palace, so to speak, in the White House is making a lot of calls here, whether we're talking about Ron Klein or or whomever. And to your point about what can they point to that actually looks like it's some kind of a success. I I posed this to you the other day. I'm like, Clay, you're a super adept guy. Like, I would want you doing crisis comms for me. You yeah. know, I had pretty much anybody else I know, and there's just nothing. There's no there there. So I, now I, what I they have? I, Republicans are racist. I I sat around and was thinking about this this morning when the number came out at seven percent. 
And I always think this is instructive, by the way. This is good advice, no matter uh, what you do for a living. Pretend you're the boss and you have to make the decision yourself. Even if you're not making the decision yourself, it's good to put yourself in those shoes and go through the mental exercises of how the boss is going to reach a decision. And right now, whether we like it or not, the Biden regime, as Buck said, is the boss of the country. What would you be pointing to and say, boy, America is lucky we were here over the last year because of, I mean, I can look at China, but China is almost entirely, to Biden's credit, small measure of credit, all he's done is keep most of Donald Trump's policies in place for China. And then I look, I guess you can look at the stock market and say the stock market is up. But other than that, the border, murder rates, inflation at a uh, 40-year high nearly, uh, when you consider what's going on with the supply chain crisis and the inability of people to get, oftentimes, what they're trying to get inside of the stores. When you look at COVID, hospitalizations set a new high yesterday. They're likely to set another new high today. COVID cases are at a new high. I just challenge you. This is the existential larger picture question that gets asked many times in elections. It really cuts to the the, the, the nitty gritty of it. Are you better off today than you were a year ago? I think there are very few people in America that can say, hey, you know what? Everything's better in this country now because of Joe Biden. I don't think there's anything he can argue. And that's why he's focused on chasing windmills, windmills in some way, trying to label uh, the Republicans as racist because they won't change voting. laws. I like the Don Quixote reference, by the there way, you for the folks yeah. at home. You've probably got a favorite coffee brand right now. Well, it should be Black Rifle Coffee because that's my favorite. All right. Clay and I love Black Rifle. It's what I drink every morning. I go with the hot stuff, right? I throw that cake up in there. Silencer smooth, just black. C-A-F. Can't say what that means on the radio, but it's great coffee. Gets you fired up. Clay likes the cold espresso. Espresso, rather. Not espresso. Mocha. (laughs) Clay loves that stuff. They're amazing, great-tasting coffees, folks. You're going to love this. Black Rifle is a veteran-owned coffee brand. Uh, they serve premium coffee to people who love America. I start off every day with Black Rifle, and I'm, I have it in the afternoon, too. And Clay is going to be up to two a day, I'm sure, with all the work he does of the cold espresso mocha. The best way to enjoy their coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. When you join the club, your chosen brew is roasted, packaged, and shipped right to your front door for free on your schedule. Shipping is free. All right. You save a trip to the store and you receive special discounts on roasts and amazing products. I've got some of their gear too. Clay, how do people get hooked up with Black Rifle? Buck, I love it. Everyone out there will love it as well. You can buy the coffee at blackrifle.com. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. You'll get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com. Promo code Clay and Buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Yes or no, would you be willing to submit to Congress and the public a financial disclosure that includes your past and current investments? I don't understand why you're asking me that question. My financial disclosure is public knowledge and has been so for the last 37 years or so, 35 years. The the big tech giants are doing an incredible job of keeping it from being public. Uh, We'll continue to, to look for it. Where would we find it? All you have to do is ask for it. You're so misinformed, it's extraordinary. Well, why am I, why am I misinformed? This is a huge issue. Senator Marshall, Dr. Fauci has answered you. It is public information, and he's happy to give it to you if you would ask. What a moron. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. Fauci get a little... A little smurf getting a little hot under the collar there. Didn't like it. Look, his financial disclosures are public information, but, you know, you can tell Fauci, he, this is what this guy does, actually. This is what he lives for. He is a make-believe scientist in so many ways. I mean, he might as well be Bill Nye, the science guy, who, if you're wondering, has an undergraduate degree in mechanical engineering from Cornell, but is the science guy. Uh, and here you have Fauci, Clay, 
getting getting uh, all sassy and saucy with a senator yesterday because obviously Rand Paul rattled him a little bit as he tends to. But Fauci actually he, he actually says and we can play here. Here he is. He claims he's not political after doing things like this, after these bureaucratic fights he has. How do we stop the misinformation and disinformation? And anybody who really wants to be objective and look at some of the preposterous things that are said out there that are based on no fact, just, you know, everything from wild conspiracy theories to just not really understanding or to understanding but putting out something that isn't true. I mean, that's going to make this whole thing tough. I wish we could reset this and say, you have your political differences. I'm not a political person. You know that. You know me for decades. Zero political interest. But maybe we could put the political stuff aside and say, well, if we want to fight politically, let's end this outbreak first. Get back to normal life and then go back to our political ideologies. He is such a liar as well as such a failure. It's remarkable. Well... If that were true, he would do this radio show. If he truly doesn't care about politics at all, and he's trying to reach the biggest possible audience, he wouldn't have declined to come on this radio show multiple times when we have offered him that opportunity. And by the way, having testified in Congress, it's kind of hard to accidentally leave your mic on there I feel like that was intentional by Fauci. Now, he may say, oh, I didn't know the mic was still on, but you're testifying in front of Congress. You take your mask off so people can read your lips anyway. I think he wanted to insult that senator and then claim that he didn't know that his mic was still on. But the larger context addressed towards Dr. Fauci there, Buck, would be he talks about all the misinformation that is out there, When will they accept the blame, meaning Fauci, the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, so many people who are, quote, scientific experts, when will they accept the blame for so much that they have put out there being untrue? They told us this spring, the end of the winter, if you get the COVID vaccine, you will never spread COVID. It stops with you. You will never have any, uh, the breakthrough cases are exceedingly rare. There's a ton of people listening to us right now who are double vaxxed, maybe even boosted, and they've got COVID or buck. They know somebody who is double vaxxed and boosted and got COVID. You told us not to wear masks, then to wear masks, then we could take them off. Then you told us we had to put them back on. When do they accept blame for all the messaging that they've gotten wrong? I don't see any of that. I don't ever see Fauci showing up, Buck, and saying, hey, you know what? In retrospect, we got that wrong. Or as you've said a lot, Buck, I never see Fauci saying that's too much. Yeah, why doesn't he come? Kids outside eating lunch on buckets is too much. Clay, there's a wine bar near me that makes you wear your mask until your drinks arrive. Yeah, what's that? As if that's a smart. They have this policy in the window. It's crazy. Uh, Most people don't bother to look at the contributions made by companies to politicians. But when you do take the time to investigate those campaign contributions, it'll disappoint you probably in a big way. A lot of your money is going to support political causes you don't stand for at all. Now there's a solution. It's Pure Talk. Get your cell phone service from Pure Talk. They use the exact same towers, the exact same 5G network as one of those companies making those kinds of donations. 
But with your peace of mind, you're supporting a veteran-run business with employees all over the U.S. Pure Talk, that's why we are proud customers. Plus, you can save a bundle up to $800 a year from your cell phones right now. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck, I know we don't talk hardly at all about British politics, but we were just talking about during the break, one thing that has been true across state lines, across country lines, is politicians have consistently, especially Democrats here, whether it's AOC down in Miami, whether it's Gretchen Whitmer traveling down to Florida, They've consistently, I think the governor of Illinois basically relocated his whole family to Florida while he shut down his own state. The hypocrisy has been pretty staggering. And really what they're saying is, while they're telling all of us, hey, you're in tremendous danger, their actions by and large don't reflect that that is true. And sometimes that hypocrisy blows up and it may end up costing Boris Johnson his position in England. I don't know uh, how many out there have been following this. This is pretty funny. So they had a gathering in May of 2020 where Boris Johnson's private secretary sent out a notice to people telling them, hey, bring your own beer, and we're going to have a party here at 10 Downing Street, which is where the prime minister resides in, uh, in England. And some of the details on this are uh, are pretty crazy because they lied about, effectively it appears, whether they knew it was going to happen or not. And now the way this situation is going, uh, Boris Johnson has come out and said uh, that he's sorry about the way things went. He now has admitted that he attended the party. Uh, he said he thought it was a work event. And, uh, and the, the, so he lied about attending the party, but they were restricting all gatherings. And then they reportedly had a alcohol infused party for a hundred people at 10 Downing Street Buck. So this is, uh, this is bad enough. Like a massive percentage of people in England now are calling for Boris Johnson to resign. And Boris Johnson has been a guy who historically has always been on in hot water. And then kind of wriggled his way out of uh, trouble. Uh, But he says he understands public fury, took responsibility, said he believed it was a work event, even though around 100 people were invited and urged to, quote, bring your own booze. He says, I bitterly regret it. I wish we could have done things differently. And the rules at the time in England said that no gatherings of more than two people were allowed i mean this is it's amazing the fallout that has occurred for people in positions of power during covid whether it's andrew cuomo and i know it was technically me too that took him out not covid uh gavin newsom gets recalled yes he won the recall election and we know what happened in 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 virginia and nearly happened in new jersey and i think buck all of this time together I think there's going to be an angry red tide that is going to sweep out politicians and some of the politicians that end up losing Buck 
I think it's going to be such a red tide that we don't even talk about the possibility they might lose. Like Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, almost lost uh, his reelection bid this past November, and all the focus was on Virginia and whether Young could pull off the upset. And nobody even talked about Murphy. Isn't it, isn't it remarkable when you think about how some of the biggest advocates for lockdowns, the most publicly in favor of, and, and by lockdowns, we mean everything, right? The, yes. The policies of, of masking and masking up between bites and six feet of social distancing, maybe three feet, maybe 20 feet. Who knows? They keep changing, right? All of those things. You look at the people who were the most sanctimonious about it in public life. And time and again, they're caught being huge frauds, really almost without exception. I mean, find no me a prominent Democrat who is That's really at point. the top of the heap, whether it is governor, former Governor Cuomo or Newsom or Pelosi or AOC recently. And you look at all these different individuals and it just goes to show you that it's, it's not just the hypocrisy. It's the notion that a true tyranny is not the strict enforcement of laws for everybody. That's actually not what you had in the Soviet Union. That's not what you have in North Korea. It's very strict and capricious enforcement of laws. So some t- some people get crushed by the machinery of the state, and in this case, by the machinery of the Fauciite lockdown madness. Other people get to live by different rules. When that's possible, you don't have the universal burden across society. And so, of course... It's much easier for people to be advocates for this who are at the top. The same thing that we see is with the we're all in this together. We had all these, you know, upper middle class libs in Santa Monica and Brooklyn and whatever the fancy parts of Chicago and Atlanta, (laughs) Buckhead, right? You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the fancy parts having their food delivered to them at home doing Zoom in their pajamas talking about how we're all in this together while the truckers, the grocery store workers, the postal delivery people, etc., go down the list. The cops, firefighters, they were all doing their jobs. They, no they weren't. We weren't all in this together. It was always a lie because, Clay, if we had been all in it together and if Boris Johnson had had to be in it with everybody, too, in the U.K. and Pelosi and Schumer and all the rest of them here, maybe they wouldn't have been able to stomach this stuff as long as they did. And... It is interesting because do you agree with me that the tide of anger is unlikely to subside? I know you've talked about it a little bit, Buck, where you feel like things are so bad for Biden, they can't possibly stay this bad. But I think it's highly unlikely if you look at the Senate that there's anything that's really going to get passed in the Senate for the next several months. And then once you get into the summer and the campaign season for 2022, Barring some sort of crazy surprise, and there could be a crazy surprise, right? Russia could invade Ukraine. China could invade Taiwan. That sort of upsets the overall apple cart of expectations. Certainly, if we'd been having this conversation in January of 2020, we'd have been saying, hey, things look pretty good for Trump to win re-election overwhelmingly because COVID hadn't yet hit. We just hit a new, if you go back and read the newspapers in January and February of 2020, You know, we still haven't gotten anywhere back to the same number of people who were employed, right? They talk about the unemployment rate, but there are millions of people that just have decided not to go back to work and something crazy could happen. But I tend to think this red tide is going to be overwhelming and I think it's going to be fueled in many ways by COVID anger. I think there are people who are beginning to see for the first time that there is no exit plan from the madness. Not there are 
there's like a big chunk of the country who unfortunately I think that they are emotionally uh, incapable of handling real life right now, of just handling the risks that are out there with COVID and from everything else, because as we've talked about, they ramped up the fear so very much because it was useful to defeat Donald Trump. But you have that middle 10 to 20 percent of the country who are open to persuasion one way or the other. And they're seeing that, you know, Fauci can can whine and moan all day about how people are mean to him and everything else. This has been the the CDC. I think actually Scott Gottlieb, who is the former FDA chairman, who is one of these guys who appears on MSNBC and CNN. You know, he's pretty well known. He's he's also on the board of Pfizer, by the way. Yeah, uh, that's which, convenient. I think it's interesting to put that. He says the CDC is just a, it needs to basically be scrapped and rebuilt, which is funny because I actually wrote an editorial at BuckSexton.com about that a few days ago where I'm like, yeah, it does. The CDC is a giant failure. Anyone who's looking objectively at the last 12 months would have to say that decision was made after decision with poor results and in some cases disastrous results. But here's here's my, my problem with all this, Clay. I think that the Democrats, as a result of this, they just run the scorched earth insurrection. Republicans are racist. The unvaccinated are murdering people playbook. They just go, all, oh, and they try to change the election laws wherever they can. Because what are they going to argue, right? What's actually the case going to be? Joe Biden's a clown. Everyone listening to this radio show knows it. Even the Democrats listening to this radio show know it. They knew it before they voted for him. I think, yeah, it's a great point. Um, it's it's going to be interesting, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, a great deal. But Bill Clinton and Barack Obama had the political skills after they got shellacked in the midterms of their first term to rebuild to the point where they got reelected. You know who's trying to get reelected right now? Maybe we can talk about this at the top of the second hour or get elected, get back into political oh, yes. office. Hillary Rodham Clinton. It's not a coincidence. Not a coincidence that the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal both on the same day have editorials talking about her coming back. Uh, in the meantime, uh, our friend Mike Lindell, he's at My Pillow. He hooks us up with pillows and he's introduced us to the ever growing list of incredible products that he has, such as. Towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza dream sheets, many more. You could trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sheep sleep. The sheets are made from the world's best cotton. Giza, Buck, how do you get hooked up with these multiple color styles and size? And what is the offer right now? I'm telling you right now, Giza dream sheets are the best sheets I've ever owned. Okay, I've got them for my family members now. Clay's got them all over his house. They are so soft. You're just going to sleep better in them. You're going to love them. For a limited time, the Giza dream sheets buy one get one free. With promo code Clay and Buck, you're getting a pair of sheets free. You're buying one pair, getting two. It's a great deal. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. Just go to that website. Click on Radio Listener Specials. You'll get the Giza Dream sheets. Buy one, get one free with code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show, everybody. We have... The possibility of some huge shakeups in the political world in the next uh, 12 months. And, yeah, we're going to try to get ahead of some of it. We see what's coming off. And we certainly saw what was coming with the Biden regime and COVID. But uh, we're going to talk to you about one possibility that would just be amazing, which is Hillary Clinton. They're writing about it out there. Hillary Clinton stepping in for Joe Biden. Now, she's. She's not, uh, you know, on on the young side for a politician, but, you know, just put it out there. She's younger than Joe Biden, though. And I think everyone's starting to realize this Joe Biden thing is just not not working uh, for anybody. Democrats, the country. So we're going to talk to you about the Hillary situation in a moment. And also want to tell you that if you ever miss any part of the show, please subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast. We really want to set an all time record for this month. We've been on the air together for about seven months now and. 
We would love for all of you to become subscribers. Great way to listen. So you listen on your local station, but if you ever miss an hour, you got to take you know pick up the kids, or you're at work and you can't sneak the earpod, you know the AirPods or the earbuds in. You know how it is, Clay. They got the TPS reports coming your way. Lumberg yeah. starts coming by the cubicles. Hey, Clay, what's happening? And you got to put in that earbud, or else you get nailed if you have the speakers on. We should allow people to tell us. Uh, I was reading and I shared with you. There's a great uh, Substack piece up from Barry Weiss about Hollywood trying to grapple with woke universe taking over in L.A. and what it's doing for hiring. And uh, I don't know if you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Do you watch the most recent See, season? I've at all? seen some of it. You you were up on the TV pop culture too. Yeah, well, I mean, I try to the way that I dial out to watching shows with my wife uh, late at night now. Um, so I watch Curb, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And there's a great satire that is not directly acknowledged that's going on throughout the entirety of the season. Every time that Larry meets with an entertainment executive, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whoever it is, there's a white guy in charge. And the white guy has like a coterie of three advisors who are the most diverse and inclusive group you could possibly imagine there for every meeting with them. And it's almost like the the piece that Barry Weiss's Substack has up talks about the need for woke insurance because people in high levels of prominence in Hollywood are terrified to say what they actually well, think. And so they've surrounded themselves with diverse and inclusive audiences uh, to try to protect themselves. This all comes right out of the Academy. This is yeah, really what the right. diversity czars, or at, when I was at Amherst, it was uh, diversity educators, they called them. People whose only job was to walk around, have meaningless forums that nobody would attend except for a few students who wanted to whine about how everything Total is racist. Losers. Total losers. Everything Imagine is racist. if you're going to diversity I, inclusion seminars in college. I also, I also love the, uh, this was a common theme at Amherst, you'd have... You know, a a white kid who grew up in the wealthiest suburbs of Boston or maybe in, you know, Westchester area of New York yep. in his parents' Range Rover. No offense, Clay. I know you're a Range Rover guy. <laughs> his parents' Range Rover who would get up at the podium be like, we are so racist at this school. And it's like, it's so obvious, man. Just give it a break. There was so much of that that would go on. Um, but this is this comes right out of the school system, uh, the, the university system where they've been creating this really army of diversity educators for years so that they can seem less racist. And now it's gone into corporate America and all the rest of it. And you have all this corporate inclusion training. By the way, since you're throwing shows out there all the time, I got because now I'm. Yes. By the way, the Travis family has got me now. Now I, I have like as it is, I got to find a wife, Travis. I got to get married. I don't have time for this stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm watching Yellowstone now. Yellowstone is I'm fantastic. Watching, I'm watching Cobra Kai again. I was just you know I needed. I'm I hit just the pause. starting Cobra Kai when college football season ends, and I don't have to be on the road as much. I suddenly find myself with more time. There's a reason. Two of my three kids are born in September. People can do the math. Uh, but that's when I catch up on all the television viewing. And have you seen Peaky Blinders? This I've heard is the it's one... great. Oh, you've already seen it. All right. No, Fair. no, I've heard yes. it's great. I haven't, I haven't you watched haven't it. You haven't seen that? No. Top of the list for you, Mr. Travis. Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders. For, when you have some time for the new show, you and the missus, you got to push through the first three episodes. It can be a little bleak and a little, it's very violent, a little intense. Such a great show, though. Have, at the team here, Ali and Mike and Greg, you guys all see Peaky Blinders? This is completely insane. I'm like a man on an island all alone here. None of them have seen it either. Where is it set? It's in England, right? 1920s Birmingham, England gangsters. It's amazing. They call them the Peaky Blinders because this is pretty rough. So earmuffs for the kids. 
they had these little uh, like kind of derby hats, I guess you'd call them, and they kept razor blades in the brim, and they would use the hat as a weapon and try to slash people with it. Holy cow! That's and sometimes crazy. in the in the face and the eyes. That's why they're the Peaky oh Blinders. God. Yeah, yeah. They didn't actually they don't actually show that though, or maybe they do. I don't know. Let's not get into that right now. Uh, Arnold in Florida, what do you got for us? You know, I was thinking that uh, Fauci doesn't want to politicize the virus, but you know he's been at the helm for two years. And I'm wondering why we haven't had an all-hands-on-deck Operation Warp Speed for the therapeutics, especially now when we know that the virus effectiveness is spotty at best. That's a great great point. That's what Jim Jordan said yesterday with us, Buck, and it's what a lot of people have argued. I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Dr. Malone saying that our biggest failure of uh, COVID response has been not trying to get involved in pushing well, therapeutics as aggressively as we, as we, we may. Thank Arnold, the great point. Sorry, we're, we're out of time, but we appreciate you holding and talking to us there in Florida. Um, Clay, I, I'd say this. Uh, the Pfizer pill may be a huge way forward for us because at least now you have big pharma incentivized with something that's not vaccines only. Right. And, and maybe the all-of-the-above approach will hasten the end of the madness for people. If they know that you get sick, you take the pill, you're going to be, you know, 90%. I don't know what the numbers are, so I don't want to say it. But, you know, you're, you're basically going to be okay. Right. Maybe they'll calm down. Or maybe the American people will be fooled into voting for Hillary, Shrillery, Clinton. This might actually happen, folks. She could be running again, according to some of the intelligentsia. Clay, you want to dive into this in a few minutes? A hundred percent. We're going to come right back and talk about it. Do we see it happening? We're going to look into the future next on Clay and Buck. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 